0: Hello, this is the Market Lane coffee podcast and another episode of our coffee rollout series where we introduce new coffees to the Market Lane team. My name is Einar and I'm here with Jason. In this episode, we got two new filter coffees to talk about. Aruma comes from Fazenda Progresso, a farm in Chapada Diamantina region of Bahia, Brazil. And Twitter's is from Niangabe in Rwanda. Hello, Jason. Uh, Before we started recording, you were deciding on some tasting notes for upcoming coffees. Could you tell us a little bit about the process of how the tasting notes end up on a bag of coffee?
1: Yeah, sure can. Hi, everyone. Hi, Anna. Um, Thanks again for um, having me back in the studio. Um, Yeah, I like to think that people choose coffee on the tasting notes, but also, you know, the color of the bag and the, um, the name of the farm. There's a whole lot of things, I think, that go into it. But yeah, definitely, I think the tasting notes play a big part in it. Um, and how are they chosen? Well, you know, we, I taste the coffee and I try and think of a way that I can describe it uh, very succinctly and very briefly, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Because of course, if you're standing in front of someone, you can talk about the, the body, you can talk about how fruity the coffee is, or if it reminds you of anything. But if you're just trying to convey an idea of how the coffee tastes uh, on a bag, it has to be quite succinct. So I, I try and like think about what, what does make it different, uh, also what it represents in itself. So it's definitely not the only things that you can taste in the coffee, but I try and get it so that it's the most obvious things that you would taste in the coffee or the most uh, sort of like the essence of the coffee itself. But I think part of making it sound good is, is choosing tasting notes that work really well together. Um, sometimes in... Some of the QC reports we see, you see tasting notes that sort of don't um don't sound great together. And it's not because the individual uh flavors are bad or anything like that, but it's about the combination of the flavors. So uh when choosing tasting notes, I always try and think of how those actual foods and flavors would taste together and if it sounds appealing or not. Because if it doesn't sound appealing on a bag, it's it's not gonna sell. Or people will say, well, if I if I was eating a lime, why would I want to have a hazelnut with it or something like that, you know? So um it does have to sound you know, cohesive outside of coffee as well as um, when it is. You know, one of the flavors of the coffee itself.
0: Uh, speaking of talking in front of somebody, you got a new little project coming up, which is a coffee flight in the shops. Can you tell us a bit more about this?
1: Yeah, it sort of it sort of came from the fact that we we used to have a, a an item on our menu called a coffee tasting flight and you would get presented with, you know, three very nice jugs with different coffees in there and two little cups and you can sort of taste them and share them and talk about them. And we wanted to bring it back, but it's a lot of crockery and it's a lot of, it's quite difficult to um, to do. And it wasn't very personal either. There wasn't a, uh, any sort of service component to it. You were sort of given given the, the coffees and uh, left to your own devices. So yeah, I thought it'd be really nice to introduce a service element to it or a um, a personal element to it, so we've come up with a—it's sort of a class or a, an experience. We call it the coffee tasting flight or the coffee flight, and it's going to be basically a ticketed event with one to six people, or six places in total. And we're going to open it uh, for sales on the website and maybe a couple of extra tickets in store. You know, you can you can purchase on the day. Uh, but it will be a sort of like a guided tasting with your own personal barista. So we'll start off with with know with yourself and a, a few maybe more confident staff members. But the idea would be to to get everyone, all all the staff members through through this uh, coffee tasting flight and hosting it as well for customers. So it's basically a guided tasting through our filter coffee menu, um, all all the filter coffees we have on with a staff member of the host talking about um, each coffee in quite a bit of detail, how it tastes, how it compares to the other coffees, and taking questions.
0: Yeah, so it's also a little bit similar to the public cuppings that we used to do before the pandemic. And um, yeah, there will be about four coffees which are on the menu, and you will start with uh, one or two uh, and then brew the last two uh, while the customers are still in the space. So it takes about 45 minutes to an hour.
1: But I think it'd be really nice. It's going to be interactive because you'll be, you know, brewing in front of the customers, talking, brewing while you're talking. And the idea is that it happens in the shops kind of once or twice a week. I think it'd be really nice to have it, you know, in most of the shops a couple of times a week. I think that would be, that would be great. We're just talking to our developers to bring it all online on the website. So hopefully we can launch soon. And we
0: got two new coffees to talk about. I was thinking that you could maybe talk about them like you would in presenting a coffee flight. First, coffee we can talk about is Iruma. It's a coffee that we had a few times before. It's a coffee from Brazil. How would you describe this coffee and what could you tell us about this coffee?
1: Well, the first thing I talk about is um, the Boré family and um, their history in producing coffee and their dedication to quality and also their dedication to providing a, a you know, great secure employment for their for their workers and really good working conditions. They have a very professional approach to coffee and it, it really shows in um, basically, all levels of quality that they produce, even the the you know the not not as high quality coffees that they produce, they produce really really well and very cleanly. And I would describe this coffee as um, not a typical Brazil. You know, most the most the most coffee in Brazil's grown further south in Minas Gerais, and this is grown in a sort of like a tableland area inland from uh, Salvador and Bahia in the north. So it does have you know quite a bit more elevation than most uh, coffee grown in. Uh, brazil and it it's very close to a, a very large national park the chapata Diamatina. and uh, this helps regulate the the temperature and the humidity and uh, the rainfall etc so it's it's sort of sheltered and protected and influenced a lot by this by this great national park and when tasting the coffee what are your nuts it's a very approachable coffee it, there's a lot of roasted hazelnut and chocolate um, some nice dried uh, stone fruit like dried apricot
0: The second new coffee that we have on the menu is uh, Twitter Zembeire. It's a coffee that we had last year under the name Romero Twitter What can you tell us about this coffee?
1: Yeah, so Romero is a washing station. It's owned by a company called Buff Cafe or Buff Coffee, and uh, the Twitter is the farmer group. So there's about 32 smallholders who make up a farmer group who contribute to the Romero washing station. Uh, we've called it Romero in the past because that's sort of like a, a larger or well, the washing station name, um, but now we've sort of narrowed it down to just a, a smaller farmer group. So we, we've, we've named it after that farmer group rather than the, the region or the uh, washing station name. Um, typically, farmers in Rwanda will grow quite a number of crops. They'll have some sustenance crops, uh, so uh, crops of uh, foods that they'll produce to eat themselves. And they'll have some cash crops like coffee or maize, other things that they can sell to make a living.
0: So we just finished up with Marie Bedabasingwa, which is a coffee from the north of Rwanda, and uh, Tutsi is from the south. Uh, we talked about this in a previous episode, but can you remind us about the difference in taste for north and south Rwanda?
1: Yeah, sure. So the two um, main groups we buy from in Rwanda are Dukundikawa in the north and Buf Coffee in the south, and we sort of we chose those two because um, they're obviously great people to work with but their flavor profile in the coffees is quite different so there's yeah broadly just the three three regions the north the south and then uh, Lake Kivu as well which we buy from sometimes this is a slightly separate one um, but in the north we tend to find uh, flavors like I, I think of them as more traditional or one-in coffee flavors like raisin and dark chocolate uh, dried plum uh, black tea things like that and then in the south they're similar, but they're more floral, and they can be, you know, more complex. Um, they can be a little bit more variable in in my experience, but uh, but still really lovely, and uh, they make great filter coffees as well.
0: Yeah, my tasting notes for this one was uh, orange, red fruit, apricots, and caramel. I thought it was uh, quite
1: a delicate, nice little coffee. Yeah, I got similar ones. Uh, maybe yeah, dried apricot in there as well for me.
0: We made an episode about Romero Twitters and Beret last year, which is the same coffee. It's uh, episode nine, which you can find in the podcast player. Yeah, we'll put a link in the comments below for you. And before you go, do you have any updates about uh, the new shops?
1: Yeah, the new shop at uh, Queen Vic Market on Queen Street is uh, well underway. So they're doing some tiling there this week and they roughed in the electrical and plumbing, so hopefully we'll see that open mid, uh, mid-August, mid hopefully sooner, but we'll see. Sydney Road is uh, still lagging behind a little bit, but we'll hopefully get that open this year.
0: Aruma is a pop natural process catuai varietal from the Chapada Diamantia region of Brazil. Tasting notes are praline and cooked apple with hazelnut, this coffee retails for $19 for 250 gram and $8.50 per cup. Twitters and berries are washed processed red bourbon varietal from the Nyamagabe region of Rwanda. notes are plum and orange with a chocolate finish. This coffee retails for $24 for 250 gram and $7 per cup. Thank you everyone for listening. We hope you enjoyed these two coffees.
1: Thanks for listening and uh, any feedback sent through to training at uh, marketlane.com. Thank you very much.